listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, we talk a lot about the annual enrollment period, our busy time of year. But today, we're focusing on the other 300-plus days of the year, when it's not annual enrollment. Joining me today is Danica Stover. She has worn many hats here at Ritter. She knows Medicare in and out, but she also knows a great deal about diversifying your portfolio outside of AEP. Welcome to the podcast, Danica. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm looking forward to it. We're glad to have you here as well. Right now, we are in the period outside of AEP. We call it lock-in, but we're also a little ways away from AEP preparations. So it's kind of an unusual time for insurance agents. Can you get into the specifics of these different time frames? Yes, absolutely. And happy to start talking about that. Now I want to paint a picture for you of what those timeframes look like. So typically around July, if you're an agent selling individual health insurance plans, so that could be ACA and or Medicare plans, things start to pick up around July timeframe. The AHIP training that you'll need if you do Medicare is usually released at the end of June. So once that releases, we start to see the Medicare carrier certifications come out. Then there's first looks. Then there's benefit previews, product trainings, really leading up through September. So you have that July, August, September timeframe that get very chaotic. And then in October, you have your selling season. So October, November, December for the Medicare annual enrollment period, and if you're an agent selling ACA, it runs typically from November through January 15th, depending on the state exchange you're selling in. Definitely a busy time of year, and I like that you kind of categorize the different types of periods that we have. We have that time frame where we're really working to prepare for AEP, and then we have this busy season that is just three months, four months long, depending again on what you said, what we're selling. But I think the question on many agents' minds as far as these timeframes go, what do we do during the time period that lasts from February to June when we're not necessarily preparing, we're not necessarily selling? How can we utilize those timeframes? What can we do? Yeah, and that's a great question. First, I want to mention why it can be challenging to learn and pick up new skills during that busier time of year. So not only do you have what you can plan and prepare for during the annual enrollment period, but there may also be changes in your market. There could be plans that exit. There could be network disruptions and changes that will make you have to pivot and change your plans at the last minute and really prepare for how you're going to spend that selling season. So realistically, it's not always going to be a good fit or feasible for you to be able to pick up new products. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today about learning and training on selling new product lines outside of that busy season. So starting anytime between February and June is a great starting point and a great way to use some of that time. 
You know, I like what you said there about this being challenging to get started with something new. I usually like change once I've gotten into a groove, but getting there, that can be really challenging to know where I can fit that time into my schedule to train and to learn and even to know where to start if I want to start with a new product. What is what does that look like? Yeah, and that's a, a great question and a lot of detail that we can get into on that topic. First off, I do want to mention some examples of some of the products that you may be considering training on, especially if you are a, primarily an agent selling Medicare Advantage, Medicare supplement, and prescription drug plans. So, of course, we do have the ancillary health products that you may want to consider, like the hospital indemnity plans or standalone dental, vision, and hearing. If you're selling the Medicare Advantage plans, you may also want to spend some time getting more specialized on the special needs plans, whether it's dual eligible or chronic condition, depending on what's available in your market. And lastly, we want to talk about a product that's near and dear to my heart, and that is the ACA Individual Health Plans. And it's a great time to start learning about those products. So contracting and training during this off-season time can give you a really good opportunity to also start writing business now and getting more familiar with the products before that primary enrollment season. So it's a great way to make you more comfortable and confident when you are selling these products during the open enrollment or annual enrollment period. But again, going back to that main point, how do you get there? I want to talk to you about some strategies to commit to learning these products and setting yourself up for success. The first tip I'm going to recommend to you is give yourself a goal and a deadline of when you want to have this new product line added to your portfolio and completed. So if today's May 1st and I say, I want to be contracted and certified to sell ACA plans by June 1st, you can start working backwards from that date and give yourself a timeline. Okay, so if June 1st, I want to have everything completed, I need to have my contract submitted to the carrier by May 15th, and then I need to have my FFM certification completed by May 8th. So I want to start training today on May 1st and work that into my schedule. Once you've given yourself a goal and a deadline to work towards, the next tip I would recommend is putting that time and blocking it off on your calendar. I think we can all relate to the fact that if you don't run your day, your day can run you. So you have to be very intentional about the time that you set aside towards that. And it's not always something that you will find the time for. So blocking it off, scheduling it is a great way to make it happen. The last tip on this topic I just want to remind you about is typically once we get into that June timeframe, we find that a lot of agents are ready for some rest and relaxation, vacationing, spending time with your family. Kids are out of school at that time. But there's still time to pick up something new and enjoy your vacation before that busy season really starts to pick up. So take advantage of that opportunity and that time now before it slips by. I have to say I love that quote that you need to be running your day or your day will run you. I, I like that a lot. Definitely as we go through, we want to think about those things between now and kind of the time frame of the vacations starting getting into the summer time frame. 
One thing I know I've been really interested in as I've been looking through the news and kind of getting more interested in the ACA market, the under 65 market, it seems like more and more people are taking interest in it. There's more news surrounding it. There's a lot more help for getting people enrolled in these different programs. It seems like a really great opportunity for Medicare agents to also branch out into this particular product area. But how does that match up with, say, my Medicare portfolio? Yeah, it is a great product line to get into, especially if you're an agent that is already selling the Medicare health plans. Uh, There is a lot of crossover opportunity with the Medicare plans. First and foremost, we already talked about those timeframes, and there really is significant overlap. So the annual enrollment period, as we mentioned, runs from October 15th through December 7th. The ACA open enrollment period typically runs from November 1st through January 15th. So everyone that you are encountering during that time making their plan selections at the front of their mind. So you're going to see people asking about it. They have an interest in it. You can't get away from the commercials and the advertisements during that time of year that it's time to make your your plan selections. So there's a lot of crossover opportunity, not only with the time frame, but also with the client interest. Um, and I do also want to really drive home the fact that selling ACA plans is a terrific way to build up your Medicare pipeline. It's a major source of referrals from your current Medicare clients. And if you work with someone before they turn 65, it, it is a surefire way to make sure they stay your client for life and you are their Medicare agent. That is one thing we train our agents to look for that loyalty from their clients and be able to get those referrals. What about those opportunities to sell under 65 plans? What does that look like? Can you give us some examples of how we might come across those opportunities in just kind of everyday sales or how it might fit into our Medicare process? Absolutely. So for some of you that are already actively selling the Medicare products, I think you will find that you've run into some of these scenarios, but you may come across early retirees that are not eligible for Medicare yet. I think this is something we are going to continue to see more of in this post-COVID or during COVID era. I think work-life balance has become a huge priority for a lot of people. So may continue to see people retiring before they're eligible for Medicare, and they're going to need to sign up for an individual health plan if they don't have other credible coverage. Another great example is meeting with spouses, and only one of those spouses is eligible for Medicare, but they both need coverage. Of course, if you sign a husband up for a Medicare Advantage plan and the wife needs individual health coverage, that's a great way to build your Medicare pipeline and keep the entire household happy and covered. And lastly, I think this is the major sticking point for a lot of agents with a current Medicare book of business is getting referrals from your current clients, whether it's their friends, their family, or their neighbors. If you are their trusted health insurance advisor, they will want to refer your services out to anyone that they they know is in need of health insurance. Right. And when we're talking about ACA, We think about Medicare, there's a lot of certification and trainings and processes to get ready to be able to sell Medicare. 
What does that training look like on the ACA side? With Medicare, it, it's a little more involved. Is the under 65 market similar? Is it as involved? So I have some good news for you. If you're used to selling Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans and doing your annual AHIP and carrier certifications, it is simpler for ACA. You only need to complete one annual marketplace or state exchange training. There are not carrier-specific certifications. And in most cases, your recertification process is much shorter. So you do an initial full training, and then each year you come back to do your annual recertification in a shorter course. And because of how that is structured and set up, it's one of the main reasons we're really recommending to agents to complete your full training now. And then when the 2023 plan year training comes out, you can take that shorter version. So once you're caught up in the frenzy of that busy season, when you've got AHIP and you've got carrier certifications, and you need to learn about the plans in your market, by starting now with the ACA certification, you can do a shorter version of that and set yourself up for success. Right. Take the time to complete the longer training while you have the time. And then when you're really busy and it's crunch time, then you can take advantage of that shorter recertification process. While we're also comparing the Medicare side of things to the ACA, let's talk about those enrollment periods that we touched on in the beginning of the episode. What do the enrollments look like for ACA coverage, specifically special enrollment periods that can let us write business outside of those core enrollment timeframes in the fall? Yes, great question. And, you know, as Sarah mentioned, I am familiar with a lot of the ins and outs of the Medicare world. And when I started learning about the under 65 health ACA plans, one of the first things that I did was use my knowledge about Medicare as a point of comparison. So I think having something to compare a new product line to really helps you to better understand and have a frame of reference. So special enrollment periods, just like Medicare, there are SEP options for clients to enroll or change their individual health plan coverage with ACA outside of the open enrollment period. So with ACA plans, you have the open enrollment period, and then for the remainder of the year, you have the special enrollment period. And typically, those are triggered by a qualifying life event. That could be a move, a change in employment or income, or an addition to the family. And if you think about it, in the life of someone that's a prospect for an individual health plan, these types of things tend to happen throughout the year. You may change jobs, you may have a baby, or you may move to a new house in a new city. So there are opportunities to help clients change or sign up for health plan coverage throughout the year. The other SEP I want to mention that is new, and hopefully you've heard about this, but if you've not, I'm happy to be sharing this with you now. For individual health plans, there is a rolling special enrollment period for consumers that are up to 150% of the federal poverty level. So if you reside in a state that had Medicaid expansion, that means that somebody that's between 133% and 150% of the federal poverty level at income now has a rolling special enrollment period to sign up for or change their individual health plans. And in the states that did not expand their Medicaid, that opportunity exists for consumers that are between 100% and 150%. 
So again, if you're selling Medicare, I typically would compare that to the low-income subsidy special enrollment period. So this is something new that was just created and an opportunity for even more people to review and sign up for coverage. Always good to know about those enrollment periods. Let's bring this all home and kind of summarize all these different steps that it takes for a new agent to get started from start to finish, from deciding that we're going to do this to being able to actually get someone signed up with a plan. So first and foremost, reach out to your FMO. So if you're interested in partnering with Ritter, you can reach out to me personally or send an email or call your territory sales specialist so we can help guide you in getting started. Your first step is going to be completing your certification. If you're in a federal exchange state, you'll do the FFM training or you would do the state-based exchange training if you're in a state-based exchange state like Pennsylvania. The next step is to contract. So you actually wanna have your certification done before you start the contracting process because many carriers actually require that to be completed first. Your next step after you contract is going to be training on your enrollment platforms and options. So if you sell in a federal exchange state, we are partnered with Health Sherpa for agents to complete enrollments through their platform. Happy to share more information on that in some future trainings and resources we'll be putting together. Next up is marketing. So you want to put yourself out there. If you've done your carrier contracting, you'll get access to different carrier portals with some marketing pieces that are available, or you can go a more generic route as well. And lastly, you'll want to quote your clients and then submit an enrollment for them. And that is the full cycle of getting started to sell an ACA plan. All right. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about here today, Danica? Yes. So I'm happy to share we are promoting a Selling ACA as a Medicare agent webinar. That's going to be on Tuesday, May 24th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So today you heard us talk a lot about comparing it to Medicare. If you're active in the Medicare market and you want to get into the ACA space, I recommend signing up for this so you can learn more about how we can partner with you and help you grow. All right. And we will have the link to do that in our notes. Danica, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for answering our questions and sharing your expertise with us. We look forward to having you back soon. I look forward to being on the podcast again. And, you know, in closing, I just want to say again, regardless of what product lines you're specialized in, take advantage of the opportunity to learn a new product line or skill in that off season. It'll really round out your portfolio and make you a more trusted health advisor to the clients that you're serving in your market. All right. Thanks, Danica. Thank you. We went over quite a bit of information in this episode, and we've linked some additional resources in our notes, so be sure to check those out. You'll also find the link to register for the webinar Danica mentioned. Again, that is taking place on Tuesday, May 24th, and it is the best way to get more info and find out what comes next if you'd like to get started. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you're following along with us. Very easy to do that. Just click follow wherever you're listening right now. That way you won't miss out on upcoming episodes like when we have Danica come back to talk more about the under 65 market. We will see you next episode.